Welcome. My name is Tracy Stevens, and this is the Healing Point Podcast. Thanks for joining me this morning. It will be interesting to see how this conversation evolves. And I'll let you speak. What is it that you would like to explore today? I thought we could talk about the head injury I had last year, which was completely out of the blue. I'd already been going through a really difficult time. And then I suddenly had this awful incident Mm. where I hit my head really, really hard. And then I wasn't right for about three months afterwards. It felt completely random. And it was incredibly upsetting because it was sort of, I'd already been through so much to then suddenly have this head injury and the awful repercussions of it. It just felt very unfair and very punitive. Mm. So, yeah. And so then I had to put myself on yet another journey um, when I already felt like I'd already been through so much. Yeah. And the place you're in right now, so you're looking back at it and reflecting on it. Yeah. Um, and we can we can talk about this a bit more, but I'm just wondering if if it still feels as punitive to you now as you look back. I think because I've managed to heal myself from the awful symptoms from that injury, I feel incredibly grateful and lucky. I say lucky, but I did an awful lot towards getting myself better and so I felt in a way I feel quite heartened by the fact that I was able to step out of and recover from something which felt like it was going to be the end of me actually yeah I mean I'm I'm just really I'm interested to hear the story of 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 what happened if you're happy to share it yeah so um I've been going through a really difficult time. It's been a really difficult time at home. There's lots of different factors going on. I hadn't been very well. Um, the doctor had changed my HRT and um, it was just a disaster. But I was told I had to stay on it to give it a, give it a go. But I just became gradually more and more depleted and more sick. Um, I was bleeding quite heavily on this HRT. So it was a bit like, going back to when I had, because I'm menopausal now, and um, it was like going back to all those years of having really, really horrendous periods. And it was like, you know, I felt that was quite punishing as well. Yeah. We also had some building work done um, in in the flat. I mean, it's a one-bedroom flat, and we've got one bathroom, and we were persuaded by someone, a really good builder, we were persuaded by him to actually get the bathroom done. So it's quite a big investment. And then he just kept letting us down. But even before he started, I felt this overwhelm of kind of like dread and sort of like um, I just wanted it to be done as quickly as possible. And what happened is that he he just left the flat a complete mess for months on end. And we never knew if or when he was going to turn up. So my nerves were already in shreds on that as well and then also there were some other things happening very disappointing with things that I really love to do people weren't treating us very well and so I felt a real sense of being let down there Mm. 
I had this huge overwhelm and then we've got this really awful neighbor who's still awful um and uh he was like playing loud music all the time I wasn't really getting much work so I was at home stuck with this so I felt like I was very sort of trapped in this whole situation yeah anyway on the night that the head injury happened we went to the pub had a few drinks and had something to eat and it was a really really hot summer it was really hot it was the summer last year yeah it's like you know 40 degrees or whatever it was and I just remember um being out in the garden having a little smoke and then I came in and sat down and we were watching this film about space it's it's a film called Ad Astra I remember and there's a bit in it where he's floating in space yeah and the next thing I knew i hit my head I was just sitting at our table on a chair which I guess is reasonably upright and I fainted I'd actually just fainted and I'd landed right on the front of my head so my head took the full impact of it on the on the right temple right then I could hear my husband saying so so you know you okay? And I just rem- I didn't hear him for a bit, so I think I temporarily knocked myself out. Yeah. And then when I came round, I was so disorientated, I couldn't, I couldn't get my, I couldn't, couldn't gather myself for a while. Mm. And then I asked him to get me a pillow, so I just lay on the floor, and I think I must have lay on the floor for about an hour, just gathering myself. Yeah. And I felt a bit kind of like pissed off with myself. He was cross and concerned at the same time, which made me feel really kind of like, um, which added to, to feeling a bit rubbish about myself. Yeah. But I managed to sort of make it onto like the sofa bed we've got here. And I just said to him, I'm going to lie here because it's quite close to the box. I feel I can't focus properly. Luckily, he got me um, a, a cold press. I think that really helped. Woke up in the morning and I just turned my head and everything was just going sort of like I would turn my head and everything would continue to sort of like, pull, you know, kind of like um, it was like I had this condition called labyrinthitis like a few years ago and it was like labyrinthitis that was really quite bad. Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh no, I've got bloody labyrinthitis. I've done something, but hopefully it will settle. Mm. Anyway, it didn't settle. <laughs> and it kind of like did. I tried everything. It kind of like did settle, but I had this awful nausea and vertigo and unsteadiness and really awful feelings that some, I'd done something really terrible to myself. Mm. And then after that, all kinds of other things happened, like, you know, trying to get the doctor to help me and they wouldn't help me and trying to get through the fact that the builder was still being awful and the neighbor was still being awful. I had this terrible head injury. No one, you know, I was told at one point that no one could help me. Because I'm quite a spiritual person and I don't actually believe in having loads of pharmaceuticals anyway. You know, I do believe in the power of being able to 
heal and I am actually a healer I'm a Reiki healer as well so I was just thinking are you absolutely kidding me um so then I went on this journey of like finding the healing myself right okay and how did where did that take you to because you must have had so you had ongoing symptoms yes your head injury so were they all to do with vertigo and dizziness or was there anything else that was affected I found this little piece of paper from a year ago, which is really good. So um, I felt dizziness, fuzzy head. I felt like my head wobbled quite a lot, which really freaked me out. I remember thinking my brain is actually moving around inside my head, and which would give me a slight panic attack. Yeah. Because I would think I've done something, I've dislodged my brain. It's really awful. And I, what the hell am I going to do about that? Even like my, even like a heart, the heart, my heartbeat would sometimes make my head wobble. So I was like constantly in this really precarious, hypervigilant. The word, the word unstable comes to my mind as you're talking. Yeah, very unstable. And then, and then also I kept getting like these funny numbness in my, hands and thinking I've done something to myself um but also my sister one of my sisters died of a really horrific brain tumor about five years previously right so I thought that I'd done something yes sorry I'm actually quite emotional there um Just stay with the emotion for a minute because that's really important. You know, it's an important part, as you know, of the healing. Yeah. And and I'm just going to invite you just for a moment just to pause. Notice the emotion that's coming up. And and where do you feel it? Well, you know, what's happening in your body is this is all. I think it's just around the heart centre. Right. I just... And I remember asking for an MRI. Are you not allowed to have an MRI? It's this same doctor who's bloody awful. He's the same one that put me on the HRT. Um, so I felt very, I felt very angry and let down by that. And then actually, I had an MRI. I had all the stuff done recently, but it was like way, you know, way after the event at Guy's Hospital. And they were like, "Of course, you're allowed to have an MRI. That's why MRI scans exist." You know. So I felt like I had a lot of um I had a lot of, I had a lot of obstacles put in my way. But yeah, my sister, you know, she died of a brain tumor five years previously. So I just thought, why isn't anyone taking any notice that there's there's brain injury in my family or brain dis-ease in my family? And then I was like giving myself Reiki, which soothed me. And I was giving myself, trying to keep active and having cold showers in the morning to try and sort of like keep away those kind of like awful feelings of depression and hopelessness could give me a bit of a boost. But it was a very dark time because I kind of like wondered if, if I would ever be okay again. So I'd already been having some counselling around earlier on that year. I'd been waking up in the night and every morning with this horrendous existential dread 
um, like, oh, I'm still here, am I? And sometimes I'd have a little cry. Yeah. Because I couldn't believe I'm still here. Because, and that was even before the head injury. And I was just saying, oh, I'm still here, you know, with a shit neighbour, with a shit builder, no work. Yeah. With these terrible, disappointing things happening with my choir as well. I wasn't allowed because I am a performer, I'm an actress and a performer. And for some reason, I was being excluded from a really big, really wonderful performance. And I fit all the criteria to actually be at the performance. But I've since left the choir because it was just became unacceptable, really. But at the time, I really needed to be part of something and I was being ex- willfully excluded. So I had all these sort of like other things going on, which make me feel really terrible. Then I had the head injury. So when I had the head injury, I can't, as well as having like doing a lot of spiritual work and Reiki and, you know, I've got a really lovely husband who's really supportive and just doing my ceremony and my rituals and my prayer and, and prayer and surrender and contacting my um, group of Reiki masters who are all women and they're really amazing and you know getting healing from them just keep going and keep going and keep going but I regularly um, used to ponder and consider killing myself yeah because I thought well actually it feels like the end of the road yeah you know and, and I thought it had been for a while and then I thought, well, now this has happened and like, I don't seem to be able to get rid of it and I can't function properly and I can't even lie down properly. Yeah. And then I used to think it was sort of like the most compassionate way of doing it because I kind of like, I felt like I had no option on some days. And people say, oh, you know, very dark. And I didn't feel dark. I actually living felt dark. Yeah. No, I understand that. Living can be hard. It's that idea of suffering. Yeah. So sometimes dying seems like a really feasible option. Yeah, and it feels like, and for me, I think I just thought, if I just explain to Mark, if I just explain to my husband, look, you know, I really love you and I really appreciate you, but I can't do this anymore and I'm really unhappy you know, and I've tried really hard to be happy and it just isn't working. Yeah. And then what happened was I managed to get some good appointments with this guy who's an amazing craniosacral osteopath. I mean, it's like it's gold us getting an appointment with him. But I managed to get a few and he kind of like, there was this kind of like a beginning of something a bit more kind of like soothing happening. And then I remember asking that one of my Reiki master friends, she's very, very talented and has other kind of like modalities that she overlays as well. I think she's really got the gift. And I said to her, look, you know, I'm absolutely at the end of my tether here. Can you help me? And I remember there being a bit of a shift. I suddenly went from being very quiet and withdrawn, 
we went to these local museum with beautiful gardens. Um, and I just remember on the way home, I suddenly became quite chatty, but I hadn't been chatty for ages. And I thought, well, that's quite interesting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I Googled, I Googled the same thing that I'd always Googled like hundreds of times before. And I suddenly happened upon this really short video. This woman who is a doctor in Colorado, where I've never been, sort of thing, it was on Google, just a four minute video, none of this nonsense of sort of like stringing you out for ages and ages, asking you for a subscription at the end of it, etc. She just basically, she'd woken up one morning and she'd got very similar symptoms to what I thought. And she knew what it was because she actually was a doctor for healing that sort of condition. And then she described very briefly what she knew that she had to do. And she devised this manoeuvre. And she said that it's wonderful because she hardly sees anyone coming back again because she gives them this manoeuvre to do. It means that she can help more people. It was kind of like what I was looking for. It's like she didn't need anything, anything, but she she was just giving. So I went into the bedroom and I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a go. So I gave it a go and I, I felt like I was falling in through a vortex. So I quickly jumped out of it and I thought, no, I'm going to do it again. So I waited and I did it again. And it went away. But then, because I was so unbalanced, I then Googled rehab programs for vestibular problems and I put myself together in a program because I couldn't rely on anybody. Nobody would help me and there weren't any appointments. Yes. I put together a, a program of rehabilitation to reorient myself. So I was all over the place from having to, um, you know, my brain didn't really know what was right and what was wrong. So I, I was very sort of off balance. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how I healed myself. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I've heard of that manoeuvre, actually. Yeah, it can be really, it can be really amazingly helpful. So now, as you sort of, as you look back on it, do you understand why that might have happened for you, for you, as opposed to to you? Or does it still feel very much like it happened to you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it happened. I think it happened to me. Right. But I think it happened to me because I was so completely overwhelmed that it was kind of like putting a massive stop to everything. And would that not be for you? I think it would be for me if, if it wasn't so distressing the whole time that it things were put a stop to. So I think it was because it's like to do with my brain and my mind. Yeah. And I'm not arguing with you. I'm just maybe just offer up an alternative reframe for this whole experience because there's something that I can see that it might have been you know, one of the best things that possibly could have happened, which is really hard. I know when you're sat there and, and we all, you know, like we're all sitting like I am here with autoimmune issues and various physical things. And it's often really hard to see 
okay, why is that come on? What's that all about? It's not fair. And if it feels unfair and it, um, but it, it's sort of, it's clear to me that these things are turning points for us. Yeah. You know, quite severe, big turning points. Yeah. And the, the, the thing that I find interesting is that before all that happened, you were already in a place of overwhelm. Yes. You were in a place where it, it sounds like things were happening to you. It sounds like you, there was no peace for you. Yeah. And the thing that struck me about all the things that you were saying was that I picked up on this sense of powerlessness. Yeah. All these things are going on and they're happening around, they're, they're happening to me. And I think this is really the key. And of course, then you had the most bizarre accident. Yeah. I mean, the most bizarre accident, like, you know, sitting there one minute and fainting the next. It feels like almost like divine intervention. <laughs> yeah, I think it does feel like divine intervention because I was also sitting on a chair, a very comfortable chair in my lounge. Yeah. And the floor wasn't that far away, although it was far away enough. And I landed right on my head. And then that was it. Like within a split second. Yes. It's almost like somebody got your head and went, boof. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost sort of like the equivalent of like a bolt of lightning or something. So just something completely out of the blue. Yeah. And so there's something in that as well that makes me think, okay. <laughs> You know, there's a re there's a reason for everything. Things don't happen so randomly. And I'm a big believer in energy and spirit and that idea that these things can happen, like I say, for us. But I suppose what I just wanted to offer up was in this whole year of this dis of this distress, you had to rely on other people. Yeah. And you had to seek out other people and seek out your own healing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like going to a doctor and they said, here we are, do this. It was all, it all came from you. So that took a certain amount of courage and, and also power, like your power, finding your power internally. Yeah. And things changed. They did. I still find it absolutely remarkable. The way that you put it, I think that there's a very clear kind of like shift change from being completely powerless to claiming the power and like the sovereignty and the sort of, of being able to rid myself of something really awful. Yeah, exactly. And, and in that process... You discovering that in yourself and yourself. You're discovering, oh, you know what? I am supported by the universe. You know, you were you came across the video, you've come across the right people to help you. So you've been supported and guided. And even though your mind is in a place where, you know, you felt like it wasn't worth being here, life wanted you to live. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like it just gave you the tools to say, okay, now it's time to end it. Life actually wanted you to live. A universe presented you with the tools that you needed to find the power that you've got inside 
to actually take control of your life because everything was out of control before and you were trying to control it. And in the trying to control everything, the builder, the neighbor, the, the everything, it was the trying to control everything that gave you the distress. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But I'm really sort of amazed at your tenacity and ability to still be here and your rebirthing almost. It's like you're you're changing now. Yeah. No more of that. It's like, you know, finding that that, that sovereignty and that power inside you is maybe you needed that turning point to to start really stepping into the like the truth of of who you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. This is some, um, he's like a mystic. He's, he's, he died quite a few years ago called Osho. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, actually. So he's got this wonderful sort of like oracle cards, Zen Tara, and there's one which is called Existence. And it's such a beautiful card just because it's like, it basically says, Existence needs you. Existence needs you to be here. You're, completely unique and the whole world would not be complete without you because existence means you here which is the reason why you're here perfect i love that yeah well that's a beautiful place to end anyway <laughs> really lovely um has this been helpful for you yeah i mean i've, I've kind of like wanted to to do it just to sort of start touching on exploring it and yeah I just wanted to share and see what came up so yeah and I really like the sort of the confirmation of the sort of like the whole energetic and thoughts kind of like become things type things it's a wonderful way to sort of speak about this with someone that kind of like understands that perspective and yeah yeah it's 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 really really helpful thank you you're so welcome you're so welcome thank you thanks for listening if you enjoyed this you'll find a lot more content on my instagram account at the healing point dot underscore If you have a question you'd like to explore and are willing to take part in the podcast, you'll find all the information you need on my website, which is www.tracystevens.org slash podcast. Thanks and see you soon.